Rabbi good morning. A good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kaidish, Parshas Pinchas, Tavshin Pei Aleph. Erev Shabbos Kaidish, Shabbos Mavarchim. We're going to make the benching for the new month, which we say Habo Aleinu Latoiva, which is going to be Rosh Chodesh Menachemov. And this week, this year, it's coming out on a Shabbos Kaidish, which is going to be the following week after Parshas Pinchas. And uh, we're in the middle of the three weeks, and we're surrounded by the halachas of reminders of Churban Habayas. And we know that this year we are surrounded by not only reminders, but constant events and uh, acts of um, Hashkocha Pratias in the fullest sense, where we see that HaKadosh Baruch is running the world. And uh, what can we say, the tragedies which we're surrounded with, the last tragedy which we spoke about last night, of the collapse of the building in Surfside, Florida, and um, the, the bakoshes that we all have to find the missing. And we ask and we pray that HaKadosh Baruch should have Rachmanus on us. So we all need chizuk, and as we always say, we try to get chizuk from the uh, parsha. So we're going to speak a little bit about the parsha. We're also going to say a fantastic story uh, of chizuk, and I'm also going to mention that there's a, a second part of uh, this particular podcast of our Torah, uh, based upon last year's of our Torah, which I'm going to add on, and I urge everyone to listen to both parts. So when we speak about the uh, Indian of Parshas Pinchas and we look for Chizuk, so uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's an easy thing that we can be mechazik ourselves in? A simple thing? We know that in Parshas Pinchas it says that Pinchas was the one that was Heshiv as Hamasi. He's the one that returned HaKadosh Baruch away from his anger because HaKadosh Baruch saw the act of Zimri ben Solu for the, the Nasi of Shevet Shimon and he wanted to really create a great calamity. And Pinchas was the one that stood in the breach and he picked up the Raimach and he speared Zimri and he killed him and he killed the woman of ill repute who um, Cosby Basur and this stopped the Magefa. This stopped if 24,000 people died, but there would have been even a greater calamity. And the Pasuk says, as Brisi Shalom. Baruch gives him in return the bris of Shalom. And uh, the truth is, it's a little bit of a question. Like, you know, what's the Mida Keneged Mida? Why? Because he committed this act of Kanos, Kanoim Pagambai, was his Eichet to the Indian of Shalom. Before we speak about that, we just want to mention what we're going to say, what we said over last year, and it's on the second recording, that a simple thing in order to be able to bring peace into the world is just to say the words Shalom. For instance, you say Shalom Aleichem, to say good morning to another person, to be kind to another person, that in itself is the biggest um, and the first, I would say, key for us to be able to bring Shalom into the world, to bring peace into the world, to share peace into the world. So we urge everyone that this is a, a simple tikkun that we can make for ourselves, a, a, a simple chizuk, 
in order to shine a little bit of the light that we should be able to share with other people and to make people feel comfortable. The uh, the fact that Pinchas was Zoycha to the Indian of Shalom, why was he Zoycha to the Indian of Shalom? So one of the understandings is that we know that Pinchas lives for a very long time. The Sephorno says that he lived, according to some, he lived for over 300 years. He is the Pinchas that we find in the Sefer, the end of Sefer Shaiftim, by the story of Pelegish Begiva. And we also know what Chazal say, and what the Targum Yonis and Benazil brings down, that Pinchas is also Elio Hanavi. Pinchas is the Malach Habris. So we see that he was Eichet to Arichas Yomim, to a very, very long life. That is the greatest act of Shalom. The Shalom is that he has peace all the time, that he is living a constant life, a, a netzach netzachin the, the life. And uh, the question is, why was his to such a great reward? So I saw brought down a few pshatim. One pshat is, is that Eliyah Navi, by standing in the breach and bringing Kedusha, and stopping the 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 stopping the yidden from from uh, from committing the sins, so therefore, all of those people that he saved their lives are all now brought down into his cheshbon. He was matzel klal yisrael from misa, and therefore the chayim, the life of klal yisrael, is now added to his cheshbon because he was the conduit. He was the gairim that klal yisrael should be able to stay alive. Therefore, he got all of the chayim. And this is based upon what the Gemara says in Baba in 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 Baba Metzia, that Hamatzel min min adayv. If a person saves a, a lost object from an ari from a dove, from a wild animal, so his kainit becomes his because no one else could have saved it. So over here also, Pinchas was to save all of Klai. So he's like Matzel min min adayv, and therefore it becomes his rechush. And this is really the lashon of the Rabbeinu Bechaya. Rabbeinu Bechaya says that Pinchas was goyim to Klai Yisrael for Arichas Yomim, the Shnois Chayim from that time until the end of the time of the world. And those ta- and th- those years, they have a never-ending tachlis and seif. And therefore he was oichet to, to live le'ein tachlis. Mida keneged mida. That's why Pinchas is called Elio. And this could be the pshat, why Chazal say that bedin hu sheyito schare. Rashi brings down that really Pinchas should get this min hadin. What does mean min hadin? So according to this, the din is that he gets it with the din of hamatzel min hari min adayv. Hari it's considered his. So therefore, the chayim was given to him because he was the one that saved people's lives, and therefore he got the Kayach of Chaim. And we know that Eliyahu Navi, not only does Eliyahu Navi not die, but Eliyahu Navi is the one that, that is the forebearer for Tchiyas HaMesim. He is the one that's Mavasir the Tov. Eliyahu Navi is the one that can be Mechayim Mesim. So therefore, Pinchas also gets that Kayach of Chiyas. And another uh, variant, <laughs> popular term today, that we could use in a positive sense, to explain this, that what did Eli, what did Pinchas do? Pinchas made sure that the Kedusha of Kleinsel, the holiness of Kleinsel, should remain in its prime form, in its Shlemus. And the Midas HaKedusha brings Chaim into the world. 
like the Brisa says, the famous Brisa that the that that the Mesusah Sharmi's done, the Pinchas Ben Yar's Brisa. The end of the Brisa is Kedusha Mevi Lidei Ruach Hakodesh. Holiness brings to Ruach Hakodesh. People that are holy, there's Eichat to Ruach Hakodesh, and Ruach Hakodesh brings to Tchias Hamesim. So we, the Mesusah Sharmi explains in the twenty sixth parak in that Sefer, he says when a person has Kedusha. He brings him to Ruach HaKadosh. And that is such a high level that he can, clings to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When a person clings to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a person is davik with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it means he looks at the essence of what is really important, which is Kedusha. So that's the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is Kadosh, 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 Hashem Tzavakos. So therefore, he is Zaycha to the Mavteach of Tchiyas HaMesim. Because more you're connected to the etzem hashchina, which is the makar hachayim, to the one that gives life, so one who's davik in the rebbeinu shalalim, davikus gomer, he could be mamshich on himself, meshech hachayim atzmam, and this is the pshat that Eliyahu Navi is zayche to the brisi shalom. The brisi shalom is he's zayche to a constant life, an everlasting life, because he himself was one that made sure that Klaiso should stay connected to the Rabbeinu Shalom. Ah, Chayinetzach. Rabbi Sai, it said I'm going to say over a fantastic story. We're all looking for Chizukim during these days. So I want to tell you over a story which I just saw. Unbelievable, Maisa. We know that we said before that a lot of tragedies have taken place, unfortunately, in Klaiso. But from those tragic events, we can learn greatness about spirit and greatness about people. One of the people that died from the Kedosh Miron was a person, a Yid, an Avreich, by the name of Menachem Osher Zach, Zachbach. He was an Avreich, a from Avreich, and he lived in Eretz Yisrael. In his family, there was a minig that every Rosh Hashanah, everyone would um, accept upon themselves a certain Kabbalah. And he accepted upon himself a Kabbalah. And the Kabbalah was that he's going to bench from a bencher. And we're going to say soon in a second what happened from this benching in the bencher Kabbalah. But before we say that, the family decided that Le'il and Nishmasa, they're going to print and they're going to donate to yeshivas and different meisters, girls' schools and Yakos, over 20,000 benchers. They're called Birkonim. In order that people should be able to bench from a bencher. I remember hearing from Rav Shach. said that's also a great Kabbalah the person to have to bench. Birchaz Amazin from a bencher that gives a person more time to reflect and more time to have Kabbalah. And that's what the family felt was a great thing because this Reb Menachem Asher Zachbach was an Avreich who accepted upon himself this Kabbalah always to bench from a bencher. Now, his father said over in the Shiva that his son had told him this past Nisan, before he was Nifter in Ir, at this cave of Reb Shimon Bayochai, that he had accepted his Kabbalah over eight and a half years ago, and not once did he ever fall from it. He always kept it. He never would begin a Suda unless he knew that he had a bencher. If he didn't have a bencher, he wouldn't, be, he wouldn't wash his hands until the Zidayim. And the father said that recently he had been with him at a chasna. And he asked his son, what are his plans? He says, listen, I don't think I'm going to wash because you know that uh, I don't wash unless I know I'm going to have a venture. 
And then he saw his son was looking around, looking around, and, and he asked him, what's going on? He said, well, I wanted to find a bench because I said, you know, it's a Suda's Mitzvah. If I have a bench, then I can wash, and then I can bench. And that's what happened. He was makbid very, very much, always to bench from a bencher. Now, it happens to be, that was a great, great thing that this person accepted upon himself. But listen to this unbelievable hashkocha pratis, which comes out from this Kabbalah that this person had, this tzaddik had. There was a person that lived in the same neighborhood with the family. He didn't really know Menachem Moshe himself. He knew the family. He was a Seifer Stam, person that wrote Sifri Torah. And a lot of Seifer, you know, they want to try to better their game, up their game a little bit. So he was thinking to himself, you know, I really want to make, you know, my Ksav should be a better Ksav. Um, he was thinking about that. But, you know, within the the uh, framework of being a cipher, you have to have a business, you have to write, and you have to get customers. And he had he had written a cipher Torah, and there was a person that was interested in buying it. And when they finally sat down to finalize it, I guess he still had a little bit of work to do, to do and he was looking over the cipher Torah, the person, in the last second, he said, you know what, I really don't feel comfortable with your ksav, he had a little bit of criticism that your ksav is not as nice as I expected it to be. And also the amount of money that he was offering the cipher really was not what his standard was. So in the end of the day, the deal was was batol and mavutol. And you know, a cipher feels very bad. He thought he would have the parnasa and he was feeling a little despondent. And uh, But this is life. So he decided to go back to the the room where not only he, but other cipher would use to write their their ksav. And before he went there, you know what? He just was feeling a little bit down. He went and he bought himself a lachmania, maybe something to drink. And he went into the cheder of, this, of the seifrim. Now the truth is this was something that was not normal for him. He never ever brought food into the cheder of the seifrim. And the truth is he said he really wasn't hungry. It was more just because he was down and he had just finished this breaking of the deal. So he decided that you know, he's got he's to um, eat something. But he himself had been at the shiva of this family and he had heard about the Kabbalah that the person, that this Menachem Asher had had. And he himself, when he came out of that shiva, listened to what, a great, what Yidin are all about. So you know what, this is a great Kabbalah. And he decided to accept upon himself that he's also not going to wash until he has a bencher. But now he's sitting in the cheder shayfim and there might have been a lot of svarim that were being written, sifrei that were written, but there wasn't any sudurim. He's looking and looking, looking. He said he can't wash until he finds a bencher because this is what the Kabbalah that he had. Until he finally found amongst the pile of like remnants of things that were written, he found a very beautiful, beautiful birkon that was written by one of the seifim who wrote it out in ksav ashuris, in a very, very bright lighted kind of ksav. And he was able to bench from a bencher. So he washed and he benched from the bencher and he, he was very, very much taken by this particular ksav, and he even started like to to try to copy that particular type of ksav, because he said this is maybe an upgrade in his own ksav. And as he was beginning to write it down, all of a sudden there was a knock on the door of the office where he people used to come, and he opens the door, and a man comes in, a person who says, listen, we're looking for someone to write a Sefer Torah, which is being commissioned by a gvir from America, who says that he wants to honor the neshamas of those Kedoshim that died in Maron, and he's going to pay, the, he's going to sponsor the money for 45 Sifrei Torah for the 45 Kedoshim of Maron, 
And he asked that every family member should find a cipher. They should get, they should hire the cipher and he will pay the money. Now he thought it was a bit like a fantastic story. Is it really real? But after he finally heard from the people, that's really, really what's going to happen. And he saw that the deal is really a good deal. So he decided to accept upon himself. And he already started writing the Sefer Torah, not the old Sefer Torah, a new Sefer Torah, Le'ila Nishmas, this particular person. And it's going to be finished, Mirz Hashem, before the yard site of all of the Kedoshim next year. And it all came about. Why? Because a person had accepted upon himself the concept of what? Of making a beer, of benching something which is important. To bench and to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to really appreciate. Rabbi Sai, we see from over here, besides an unbelievable story, we see from over here that one bracha, achas bekavona, can make a difference in, a, in an entire world. We want to give a bracha to everybody. If anyone wants to accept upon himself to bench from a bencher, any other type of chizuk that we can possibly have, I just know about a person locally who I know recently he accepted upon himself he's not going to speak Dvarim Betelim or Sichas Chulun while he's wearing Tefillin. Again, these are all different Kabbalahs and we should all look and urge ourselves to try to up our game and to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu that this Shabbos, Shabbos Mavarchim, it should be a Menachemah, it should be a Nechama for all of those who are suffering. We should be Zoychem Hashem to the Gula Shleim and Hayav Yameinu Amen Vameen, wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Rabbi Sai, good morning, good morning. Boker Tov from Yerushalayim, Irakaydish. Erev Shabbos, Parshish Pinchas. And I would like to say a few words of Divri Torah to speak a little bit about Pinchas, some insights into the Parsha, and Chizuk. Uh, for the times that we're in, the, in the Yemei HaMetzarim. And um, there's a lot of different ways that we could find chizuk, which we all need, especially during these times of the corona crisis as well. So Pinchas, whenever I say, say the, the, whenever I say the word, the name Pinchas, so uh, we're all familiar with him from this week's parsha. The truth is, he really was already learned in last week's parsha. I think in previous years, we might have mentioned the word why does the Torah feel fit, at least the Masada, the way we Masada the Parshas, that they break up the first, the, the last Haftarah of the Parsha of Balak and the beginning of Pinchas. We just sort of run through the whole thing. Why do you have to set it up into two different parts? So the truth is, in previous years, we said very interesting insights. But uh, here we're just going to say, Al-Piderach HaPshat, that last week's Parsha is the, what I would say, the 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 negative, the 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 sad side of the fact that Pinchas had to do this kina, had to do this ma'aseh kina. We know there were a lot of miracles that took place, lifting up the he was dakar both of them, and uh, he took a romach biyado, and he was outside the magefa. It took a tremendous amount of courage. According to some of Arshim, this is really the chat why in this week's parsha it says that Hakadosh Baruch gives him he didn't nice and like brisi shalom, because according to some he was really in a position that Zimri could have killed him because he was a Rodev. Also, afterwards, he could have been killed by the, the other Goyal Adams that wanted to kill him and HaKadosh Baruch Hu watched over him. So that was the last week's parasha. This week's parasha is more the, the shvach, the, 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 the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu presents Pinchas as being a man 
who was Heshivis Hamas, he took away the anger of Akadosh And because of his act of Kanois, he saved Kla Yisrael from terrible, terrible destruction. So therefore, he gives him brachas in Yisrael. So the parish of Pinchas over here, we'll say just for this insight, is that it's in order to teach us the lesson that when a person does what he's supposed to be doing, and even when it's an act of Maisek Kanois, but in the end of the day, if it's done, Lukul Hashem Shavayim, now, Kodesh Baruch Hu presents him with a blessing, and this blessing is really an unbelievable blessing, that he'll get a bris yisholem. He's going to have a bris kunas oilam. So, this is the interesting thing also about Pinchas, is that Pinchas is uh, not a simple figure. He's not only brought down over here, but Pinchas lives for a very, very long life. The Sifuna brings down that he lived all the way until the end of Sefer Shaiftim, when it brings down the story of the Maisa of Pelegish Begiva. Over there, there are Pesukim before us that say, they bring down that they went to the Kayin Gadol B'yamav, and that was Pinchas ben Elazim and Aaron HaKayin. So first of all, we see he lived for a very, very long life. According to something, he lived over 300 years. That's one thing. So we see that he was Zaychut to such a Rikas and then we find that Targum Yonizim and Azil says an unbelievable thing in this week's parsha and Parakid Beis in the Pasik. So the Targum Yonizim says that Bedina Malach Malach Kayim. He made him into a a Malach that lives forever. The Yechela Alma he'll live forever. The Mevasra Gulta Besayf Yamayu that he'll be Zayche to be Mevasir the Gula in the end. Of the days, and that's what Chazal say that Pinchas Zui Elyon. There's a sheet holds that Pinchas is Elyon. So not only does he live according to what the Svorah says for 300 years, but according to Tiger Yonis of Nazil, according to Chazal, Pinchas is Elyon. Unbelievable that Pinchas, one person, could be to be such an unbelievable uh, personality that he ends up living forever and he's going to be the Mavasa the Gula. We want to try to understand. And we don't, I haven't seen it specifically in any particular safer, but I'm going to serve some thoughts. We want to try to understand why is it that Pinchas is the one that eventually he's the one that's going to be Mavasa the Gula, the Saif Yamav. And he's a Malach Hashem, which is really an unbelievable thing. So first thing we want to say is, is that my father, all of us all used to say over that the Torah describes Pinchas and it says Pinchas ben Allah ben Aaron Akayin. And he was the one that Kanis Kanyasi Besaycha. Why does it have to mention his yichus all the way back to Aaron Akayin? Uh, for sure, that's his yichus. Why is it so important in the context of the Bakanik Eskinasi? My father used to say over that in order for a person to be a true Kanoi, he first has to have the attributes of Aaron Akayin. He has to be an Oyev Shalom and Rodev Shalom. Stam Kanoyis without the Vida of love for every single Jew, that person can't be a Kanoi. And uh, only a person that has truly imbued within himself the midas of Ava, and he looks for all kinds of eitzes, how he could bring shalom. Only and when there is a situation where it's not shayich to make shalom, then he has to do the act of kinah. That person can be the true kanoi lasha. That's why the Torah describes him as being the son of Aaron Akai. I saw brought down that Rav Moshe Feinstein, Zeichat my Rebbe, used to say over that just like people come to Eskim Shailas by Hilchas Yeridea and Hilchas Chayshu Mishpat, you also have to know you have to go to a Rav in order to pass in Halachas 
negate kanois. You can't stand do kanois. You can't stand do acts of zealousy. And there's a famous mindset with the briskerov. The briskerov is known to be from those people that was very, very uh, careful about what was going on in Eretz Yisrael, especially in regards to Zionism and things that went against what he felt with Ashkafis Atayra. And there was a story that took place at the Panovich Rav when he made the Yeshivas Panovich. He invited the, the then first, uh, I think, president of Israel to, um, to the, uh, to the Chanukah Sabayis. And the Kanoyim and Yushalayim, they were very, very much against it. They felt that this was like bowing down to the secular Zionist regime. And there's a lot of different parts to this story. We're just going to get to just to this end part, which is that they they came to the Briskarov and they uh, they wanted the Briskarov to speak out and to sign up on a petition that they were going to put on the placards in the Pashkavilim against the Pitcherov, against the Briskarov. And the Briskarov said, Chas v'shalom, the Panavitcherov is covered at Torah. He's doing it for the Torah. And he felt that what, this is what he needed to do. And we know that the Panovich Rav used to put up a flag on Yom Atzmaut. And uh, he did it because he felt that Satov. And if the Panovich Rav passes that way, then that's the Psach And when he heard that they already had printed up Pashkavilim, the Briskarov said, if he doesn't get all the Pashkavilim into his house and that every single one of them is going to be burnt and destroyed, then he himself will put out his own letter backing the Briskarov, which will be a big patch and punim for the Kanoyim. So we want to see from over here it's not Stam and Indian of Kanois. The person has to have the Midas of Aaron Akayim. The great Vart that the Gros says, it's just worthwhile to say it over, but it also can tie into this particular Shmuz that we're saying, this particular Vart. The Gros says a famous Vart on this week's Parsha. And he speaks about the word we find in the Machtzah Sashekel, that the, the letter Tzadik is smack in the middle of the word Machtzah. And the Pshad is that when a person does Tzedakah, when a person acts like a tzaddik, so the tzaddik separates the first letter and the last letter of machzis, which is the mem and the taf, which is meis, which is misa. So when you put tzedakah, then you are separating misa, because tzedakah is tatzamimavis. Also, the tzaddik is sandwiched in between the ches and the yud. When there's tzedakah, then there's chayim. Okay? So therefore, the machzis shows us and represents that when a person does a righteous thing, then that will remove misa. Tzedakah is tatzim There's no greater righteous deed to do than to do an act of kina for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which will help Klai Yisrael, for HaTzol of Klai Yisrael. So Pinchas was the, the perfect model of the tzaddik who separated the Machtes, and he put together the Chayim. And we find a similar thing, that the word Chamasi, Chamasi, which means anger. So there we see the opposite. There we see the Mem and the tougher in between. Because when there's anger of Hashem, then there's Misa, that's smack in the middle. And the Ches and the Yud are separated. The Ches of the beginning of the letter and the Yud of Chamasi is separated. So therefore, the Tshuva the for Heshev is Chamasi, is for a person to, to be a machzis, for a person to do tzedakah, for a person to try to make, be matzah klal Yisrael, then 
he's able to bring Gula and Shalom into the world. Then there's no Misa, we separate Misa. When Chas Shalom, a person doesn't do the right thing, then there's the Hamasi, the anger of HaKadosh Baruch And someone said over that really to Mephurish Apostolic, the Apostolic says in Tehillim, Vayamud Pinchas Vayafala, Pinchas got up and he davened, Vatat Vatiyatzer Magefa, and the Magefa, the plague stopped, Vatachshaveha Loilitzdaka, Lidor Dor Ad Oilam. So it's considered a tzedakah, as we said before, it's tzedakah which is tzadik umabas. It's a tzadik in the midst of the machsis. So therefore, we see clearly that Pinchos is this one that brought out this beautiful, beautiful concept. So I was thinking that it could very well be that can give us the answer of why Pinchos is the one who's going to eventually be be the mavaser taif because he's the one that stokatat us. He's the one that that stops the magefa. And therefore, that's what the Pesach says. Pinchas will live forever. Pinchas becomes the Malach Hashem that's going to be Mavasa the Gula. Now, what does this show us? This shows us that if we ourselves will try our utmost to be people that will do the right thing and do tzedak and do chesed and kindness, that's going to be the Eitzah that we need in order to bring Shalom and to eventually bring the, the Besura of the Gula Shlema. So I was thinking, I saw brought down in Sefer from the Zilberstein that especially during these days, we all know that we're looking for Aces, how we can make ourselves better and how we can make a Tikkun for the Churban Beis HaMikdash and there should be a Binyan of the Beis HaMikdash. So main thing is for a person to be Mar B'Shalom. And how could a person be a Mar B'Shalom? You can be Mar B'Shalom by just saying the words Shalom, by just saying good morning to somebody, by just saying hello to somebody. That in itself is a way, a simple, simple way to be marvim shalom. The Gemara says in Sukkah that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was the greatest of all of the personalities and he had such, he knew, he knew so much Torah. But the, in, the, in between it says that one of the great attributes was that he was makdim shalom v'chaladim. He would always say hello to every single person, no matter what the, who the person was, an important person, a less important person. He always made a person feel that he is important. And they say, even in front of a non-Jew, a person should say Shalom Aleichem. I heard that Rav Moshe Feinstein, when he died, the policemen in the Lower East Side, they cried because they felt that this was the old man, the old rabbi, always would say hello to them, always thank them whenever he would see them. We're living in a world where people are attacking the police without getting into the whole political politicization of it. If we understand there's so many good policemen, there's so many good firemen, so many good people out there who are doing service for us, and therefore we have to be makdim shalom for all for all people. There was a maizah that I saw that a certain Talmud Chacham that lived in Haifa in the earlier days when there were less Talmud Chachamim, he lived in a building completely, completely empty of any other from people except for him. And there was a Chiloni person, a non-religious person, who eventually started doing tshuva. And he wrote a letter to this Talmud Chacham. He said, I want to tell you why I did tshuva. Because you used to go to shul very early in the morning to your Bet Knesset. And when you would come back, I was going to work. And every single time you came back, you'd always say, Shalom, Shalom, Ashlom Chab. How are you doing? How are you doing? And and I would go to work. So first of all, I saw that you you just had a very much, you had a calm demeanor. You were filled with simcha, filled with joy. And you were very, very nice to me. And I analyzed, why is it everybody else in the building we're all working people, and everyone's in the run. No one is happy. No one is peaceful. No one is calm. No one is collected. 
And I started thinking to myself, it probably has to do with the fact that you live a religious life and you fill yourself with the proper attitude of how a human being should be. So therefore, I myself decided that I'm going to take upon myself to also study Torah and also to go to the base measures. A simple shalom, Rabbi Sain. You want to know how we could remove sinas chinam from the world? By bringing shalom into the world. And if we do that, then we will be like Pinchas. We will be the ones that will be mevaser toiv. And we'll be zoichim mitzah shem. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be oisa shalom b'mraimav. V'yasa shalom aleinu. I'll call Yisrael v'imru amen. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Mitzah shem. We should hear Yeshua's. We should hear Rafuas. We should hear the coming of Mashiach Tzikein and Herod Yomeinu. Amen, amen. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you and have a wonderful day.